0: We've been talking a lot about, you know, what's going on with the church and different things and, um, in our life. And I was sitting in the office this morning, and I've been dealing with this, I don't know, maybe a month or so. Um, but have you ever found yourselves in areas that, I don't know, I, I don't want to say that you brought on yourself, but you brought on yourself. Um, you know, these things that we find ourselves in fighting, a lot of the times are brought on by the words that we speak. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And man, we've been, we've been in this series on Ruach, and I'm, I'm going to pick back up again this morning. And uh, I've entitled a message Don't Waste Your Breath. Have you ever looked at somebody and just said, don't waste your breath? Or you said to yourself, I'm not going to waste my breath. This would be a good thing for us all. Don't waste your breath. Don't waste your breath. And uh, I want to spend some time in worship, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in front of you before we start preaching, but I want to give you some, some ground. And uh, I just thought that was kind of cool this morning, just sitting and thinking about it, going. Well, I got to have a title. They're going to kill me if I don't have a title. And then it just came to me. Don't waste your breath. I went. Makes sense. It makes sense because God isn't wasteful. Do you know that? He said that everything, every word that He sends will never come back to him void think about that for a minute i wonder how much that we have spoken that's come back void and and it's not that it didn't come to pass because most cases it did See, you and I were created in his image. I said I wanted to go into worship. We were created in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, we have an authority now where we can create things as well in our own lives. Not that it's new. We don't create from what don't exist. We create what does exist. But we call those things that aren't as if they are. So how many of us are living in a realm in our life that is full of void and darkness and the only thing holding us back is our tongue? Y'all don't want me to go away for a week again, do you? (laughs) I'm talking about things that I'm struggling in. Things that I want to change in my life, in, in my little world. And we're unable to change those things because of our mouth. We say things that destroy us. Proverbs tells us that power of life and death in the tongue I tell my family all the time that the things that you don't want to live in your life don't speak life to it starve it see the more you pay attention to your problems do you know that your problem grows or let me put it this way maybe your problem doesn't grow but you don't allow room for God to grow in your problem because the Bible tells us that these light and momentary afflictions these little things that we have to deal with in our day by days I'm probably just gonna go ahead and preach so you might as well get ready but we we talk about these these issues in our life and the Bible points them out and says they're light and momentarily they're they're not it's not something that's gonna stay it's not something that is bigger than he is, but we have this tendency to allow our problems to become bigger than our God. That's right. And we wonder why our life gives back void, it gives back heartache and emptiness. to live in a wandering world I don't, I don't want that I don't want to have to chase my life in circles every day that I get up I've got to sprint to the next thing I have to, to sprint to my next event I've got to sprint God didn't create us that way He didn't create in us that, that desire or that want to run after everything else he said, if we'll just desire him, if, if we'll come after him, he said, you seek me while I can be found, while I can be found. And, and he says I draw near to those that draw near to me. And we wonder why our life is so in disarray. We wonder why we struggle with with." With things that are, and and I'm not I'm not downplaying anything that any of us might be going through mentally or physically. I'm just saying that some of the things that we deal with in our mindset and in our heart are the things that we're allowing to happen. It's things that we can speak to, it's things that we can move. The Bible says that he that wants to speak to this mountain, it shall be removed. You can take that mountain and cast it into the sea, but you have to be willing, not only just willing to speak to it, you have to to believe that the power is in your tongue. I, I didn't come this morning to talk to you about relevancy. And I, we, we, we have to move as a church. We've got to move from relevancy to revival. Amen. See, we, we've taken light in the things that Jesus died for us. We, we, we have taken light in, in everything that he has brought us and given to us through his death, burial, and resurrection. We just think it's just the, to, to open up the doorways to heaven so that we can frolic on the grass of heaven. And that's not what it is. The, the, the sole intention of Jesus' or God's creation was that heaven could be on earth. If that's not so, then that prayer would never be thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It would just say, destroy earth and take me to heaven. But so many of us, man, we we focus on things. This isn't going to be your typical sermon this morning. I'm telling you things that I'm struggling with. I want to help you because I know that you're not sitting here this morning dumbfounded going, oh my God, I can't believe the pastor's struggling with that. I don't ever struggle with that. You're sitting there going, wow, dude, you're in my living room. Because we all struggle in some form or fashion. And it's not that we don't have these issues in life. We do. They come. But it's not always, it's not always the enemies, the enemy. Sometimes it's just us. The better part of it is us. Most of what we struggle with is us. We, we take the breath of God so lightly. Man, when He, when he created earth... Just think about it, man. The ruach of God comes in times of chaos. Look throughout the Word. You see that the breath of God shows up in moments of chaos. And He causes peace. And He causes structure. He causes submission. I mean, the earth, it was it was Void. It was dark, and it said the Spirit of God brooded over the waters. And then God said, Let there be. Am I supposed to? In the let there be light. Did y'all know that wasn't the sun? been in church all my life and just a few years ago I realized that when he said let there be light he wasn't talking about the sun he didn't create the sun that came later when he said let there be light he basically spoke into a chaotic atmosphere and brought intelligence in the midst of ignorance See, many of us, we we live in a dark place and sometimes we need the word of God to enlighten us so that it would open up our mindsets and open up our hearts. But too often we live in an ignorant world inside of ourself. We walk in circles And we ask ourselves, why? The ruach of God showed up in creation to bring structure. It brought separation. It divided the formless to the formed. It divided the darkness and the light. It divided the waters and the seas. It divided creatures and man. And then God directed his own breath into the nostrils of Adam. God's wind just isn't some haphazard blowing around. Sure, I know the wind's blowing all the time. And see, some of us, if we aren't careful, we don't recognize that it's just winds. And sometimes we walk by, and it was the breath of God, and we didn't realize it. There comes a time in our life and in our church that we've got to find a way to separate ourselves from everything else and everybody else and find out who we are in Him, Not who people want us to be, not who you think that I should be, but who I am in him. If he's called me to do something I'm going to do, it might not make you happy. But see, I can't live for you. It's because of him that I live. It's no longer I that lives but he that is in me and his his breath it i i, I and i was just pondering a few different occasions that god's breath was directional and it it blew in purpose and it blew in the times of chaos number one was creation we just talked about creation The second time that was brought to my remembrance was about the Red Sea. It it was a, there was a breath that was blown. Exodus 15, I think. It talked about the breath or the blast from his nostrils that made the water stand. See, his breath, when he breathes into your life, he makes way for deliverance in your life. You're not bound Anymore. Do you hear me? You're not bound to sickness. You're not bound to poverty. You're not bound to heartache. You're not bound to addiction. You're free. God's nose set you free. He blasted out of the nostrils and makes your water stand. And it wasn't something that they had to fight and struggle. To get across the Red Sea. It was dry ground. That There was no issue. Now pastor you're thinking that we're not going to have struggles. A, have them. If you want them have them. If you're willing to accept them have them. Just don't give them to me. It's not supposed to be a struggle. Man, I've caught myself running and preaching and teaching things that I've heard. And I've allowed that stuff to be seasoned into the truth. And I, sit and I look at it and go, but God, I'm, this is what I'm teaching. This is what I've heard. This is what I know. And I've been told several times, well, it's not the truth. you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not man's theologies, not world religions, not some handmade gods. Because we we talk about this thing, this, this race that we run and we run to win, which is a good thing. But we think that there has to be trials and there has to be fires and there has to be this and there has to be that in order to build our faith. Church, I'm telling you with everything in me this morning, when God saved you and snatched you from hell, that should be all the faith that you need. Our problem is we've turned and we've caused God to be lessened than God, the creator, to God, the genie. And now we think we have to have faith to be healed. We have to have faith to receive. We have to have faith to this. We have to have faith for that. Well, the only way you can get faith for this is if you had faith for that. That's a bunch of baloney. God's breath was purposed. Stop wasting your breath. Start speaking things in your life that is in alignment with God's word. Stop relying on your circumstances to be that which you live by. Why don't you make your circumstances live by what you know? I thought more about what was going on and hear that chaos was happening with Israel and the waters part. And the next thing that God brought to my mind was about this time that when Jesus was born. Do y'all remember? It was a time of chaos. We're talking 400 years of nothing. Y'all go back to your bad habits within six days. I wonder how fast they was running to hell in 400 years. Because there was no truth. There was no word of God being given. There was no word being spoken by God to any prophets. And then all of a sudden, an angel comes to this little old lady and says, Mary. Mary. Blessed are you. And the Holy Spirit come upon her. The breath of God. See, the breath of God brings life. See, I don't know what's dying in yours. I just know what his breath can make live again. but we tend to waste our breath. Can you think about your conversation? Well, if I say in the past five hours, some of y'all would be in that classification because most of you didn't go to bed till late and you woke up early. Uh, Some 18 hours. The last conversations that you had, I wonder how many of you were promoting your issue. I'm not getting on you. I'm not preaching at you. I'm trying to teach you. Because, oh, I had the problems. And I talk about them. How much I don't like this and how much I don't like that. She used to really get on my nerves sometimes. It is what it is. I used to hate that. I want you in the pit with me. I want you to think about your life the way I'm thinking about my life at the moment that I'm telling you about the way I'm thinking about mine. Make sense? I want you in the pit Don't stand at the top and go, well, it is what it is. I guess you'll get through it. But we feed it. How many of you have been feeding your problems this week? Oh, man, you've made the phone calls. You've looked through your Rolodex. You've gone back to Sister Who and Who that you ain't talked to for six months. But you always knew she was always one for misery. So you phone a friend. We've got to come to a place in our life that we understand and recognize that the breath of God, it not only makes passage for us, it not only opens up deliverance for us, but it brings life. Those things that were dead while you were bound, boy I don't know where this is coming from, but the things that you were bound and the things that were dead in your life have now been opened up to a new way, and now there's an opportunity to live again. How many of you just like to just... For one moment, wake up and live again. Not take a breath, but live again. Some days I just don't feel like I'm living. Some days I just think I'm a robot and I'm on my way again. I had to change up my routes to work. I had to change up what stores I stopped at first. Because I was getting in some sort of a mundane, everyday, blah, blah. And I didn't care. It didn't matter. I even started waking up late. Whoa, glory to God. Get there when I get there. I'm not saying that might be a good thing. I'm saying it's been a wonderful thing for me. My body's loving it. And then I, it brought me to, to the moment. When Jesus was lying in the tomb. Y'all remember that one sermon. And maybe that was one of the things that kick-started that thought. Was about the next breath. Y'all remember that? When we talked about Jesus' resurrection. And it was the next breath. Everything, All things are just dead in your life. All things are silent in your life. Nothing is moving your way. Nothing is happening the way you think it's happening. And then one moment. Just all of a sudden. Whoa next breath reviving I can't be relevant for you if you're waiting for a relevant word find another church because the moment that you think that God's word is never relevant my friends, you're being led astray because his word's been relevant for some 2000 plus years nothing has come back void It's all accomplished. Do you understand that? It's all accomplished. There was one man that said something about all the prophecies that have been been fulfilled. And he said if there wasn't but three prophecies out of how many ever there were, he said the chances of that was one blah, blah, blah. And I don't forget how many, enough zeros that would wrap the world. Just to three. But every single one that has been spoken out of the oracles of God have come to pass. That dude's got the number. Thought about the time that they were all in the upper room and there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind. Have you ever heard the sound? And I, I'm a, a sound of a rushing, it's not one of the, it sounds like a freight train. That would have been enough to scare me out of the upper room. I probably would have said, no, i got to go to the basement, guys. (laughs) I'll be under the bathtub upside down. Let me know when it's over. But yet again, God breathed the breath in the midst of chaos. That was a chaotic time. Everybody was scurrying. The one that called himself the Messiah had died, and everybody witnessed it. And five hundred people seeing him on his feet. Can you imagine that chaos? The five hundred trying to tell the other ones. Boy, you have know, lost your ever loving mind. Anybody ever been told that Jesus? You, you taught Jesus? Somebody, dude, you're crazy. Go talk. Well, <laughs> go talk to a sinner. I mean, some of you probably still talk to Christians and they would still say that you're out of your mind. (laughs) Most of you think that I'm out of my mind, but I don't care. I have to be out of my mind to let this mind, the mind of Christ, be in me. See, I got to move. Too many times we've allowed this thing that they call common sense. How many of you use common sense for your barometer? Come on, be honest. You always use common sense for your barometer. That's your fifth sense. Can I tell you, there's a sixth sense? That's the Holy Spirit. See, I'm not led by my common sense. You look at me like a fool. I'm okay with that. That just means I'm crazy enough to step out into the water like Peter. God, if it's you, tell me to come. And if I hear the word goat, I'm coming. (laughs) And all of you looking at common sense. Well, if I step out on the water, it's stormy. I'm going to sink. I'm going to drown. I can't walk on water. I'm human. Common sense. We all take common sense. And that's how we live our life. That's why I have a problem with CPAs. Mm -hmm. Boy, they think I'm nuts. I don't care. I I just, I I learned a thing one time. And what I learned was everything that I have belongs to him, so I'm not giving it all back to him anyway. I know. Pastor's coming after our money this morning. No, I'm not. Keep your old crusty money. Because I can do more with my 90% and less than you can with your 100% and more. You got scripture for that? Of course I do. You got holes in your pockets? That's in scripture. Look it up. We don't want to do. We don't want to do what God calls us to. We want to do what common sense Common sense says, take, you can talk to any business people. They say, you pay yourself first. I've been, I've been around a bunch of them that make good millionaires, and they say, pay yourself first. When I told them I wasn't collecting a check for the first two years, they told me I was plumb stupid. But you know who got paid out of my first two years? Common sense said, boy. You're missing it. That is a breath of God. You're missing it. He said, hey, try me in this. I'll I'll make your waters stand on their feet. On both sides. Can you imagine? Can you imagine walking through a wall of water? You got fish sticking their nose out, go, boop, uh-uh, whoa, wait a minute, what happened? Your own little aquarium. See, you just, you can't, because our minds are so finite, because we, man, we can't think outside of our head, that's our problem. They say a genius uses about 10% of their brain capacity. A genius! Well, we must be stupid. I mean, we think we're doing something, throwing in a little IQ test, and we ain't nowhere close to a genius, and we're coming out pounding our chest. Can I give you a hint? You're using less than 95%, well, you're using less than 10%. You're using about 5 to 7%. That's what you're using. You want me to go back to common sense again? Tell me again why your common sense means more to you than the sixth sense, the Holy Spirit. You're not getting it. He will show you things that you can never imagine in your mind. Shoelaces. You think some, come on, you think somebody just laid in bed and thought, oh, shoelaces. I bet you that dude is banging some money. Now, he probably ain't even getting out of bed. I don't know when they're invented. He may be dead and gone. I don't know. But we rely on the common sense. And God's trying to breathe a different life in us. God's wanting us to walk out a life that he created for us. God didn't just come down and blow breath back into your body so that you could live out your life however you wanted to live and then die and hope to either go to heaven or stay out of hell. Would you hate to think that you lived 60, 70, 80, 90 years, 100 years how was that, that woman, 112, was she drinking a Dr. Pepper a day? I got to go to that one. But to live that long, to find out that you never did what it was that he had planned for you to do. And can I, can I stretch myself this morning and step out on a limb? It's probably a little rotten too, but I'm going to step way out on the edge. I'd say the biggest majority of the people that ever live and die and go to heaven will never have done what God intended them to do because we are all about us. Let me take you back to Genesis where he said that he didn't didn't create, there wasn't a garden before man Because there was no man to till the ground. It would have been useless. See, you thought we were created for nothing. There was purpose in our creation. And our creation was to till the ground. I wonder if by chance that I could be really, really close on the idea. That the Garden of Eden was a spiritual atmosphere. That was intended For us to work, just just go with me, to work the presence of God. What if? (laughs) See, you're not getting it. What if your whole purpose in life was just to praise Him? And that was it. Could you live with that? What if your, your sole intention... God took the time out of his day when he was bored. He didn't have nothing else going on. And he just said, just praise me. That should be a boring life. Hmm. I wonder what the angels see every time they pass by. And they're singing glory. Holy, holy, holy. Every time... They take a the trip, and they've been there for eternity, and their sole purpose. I wonder how much he shows them, Charlie. I wonder what it is every time they look and they find another way, because they started coming down on the course, and God showed them something else, and it revitalized them again to start singing it again, holy Holy, I mean, I thought we was at the end. Holy, holy, we gonna sing is a holy, huh? And here, here they are. That is their purpose. What if that was your sole intention? Could you live with it? Be a boring life, pastor? If all I would it, because there was something else that was written. And he said, as long as you seek me first, all the other things, anybody needing any things in their life? <laughs> I mean, anybody, anybody needing some things? And can I help you? I mean, y'all, are y'all bored? Am I missing you this morning? I forget to ring your doorbell, wake you up. Did you forget to set your alarm? Hello. Y'all, so quiet. God intends to be worshiped. See, our need for some things, like we need husbands, we need a wife. I'm going to just talk to you here, bro. Because <laughs> the Bible says that a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Matter of fact, at the beginning, he said, Oh, Dennis, if I leave you alone. You and all kinds of mischief. It's not good for man Amen. to be alone. So he put man to sleep, and out of the rib of Adam. We don't like to admit, see. We can we can talk outside of their presence, and we can act, you know. Like, and when we get home, we already know. If you any common sense, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You ain't got to live by that, but I would say you probably ought to have some if you're married. You better use some common sense. Don't roll up in that house thinking you run the roost. Boy, it sure is quiet up in this Presbycostal church. God breathed on to mary and mary brought jesus (laughs) because he only seen one way for redemption and it was going to be through the perfect lamb in the middle of chaos jesus is born in the middle of chaos after his death god said i've got to give them power now And once again, God breathed on his people. So not only did God breathe on the church in the beginning and say, you need structure. You need to to have a way to be divided. You had to come out from among. You can't be of the world. Just because you're in the world. He said I got to make a way for you to be separated. I got to make a way for you to be known. That when you love one another. They'll know that you're mine. I got to make way for that. And he done that in the first breath. And he made a way for all of us. To be separated and to have a life. Different than everybody else's that did not want to follow him, he give us that, and then he come and he blew again, and he blew back everything that could possibly drown you in life, and he caused it to stand on edge, and said, "Here, be delivered." And you had that opportunity to walk on dry ground just because you chose to walk five miles out of your way. Uh oh, this is going. This is going to sting somebody. Just because you chose to walk five miles out of your way upstream and swim across that which God was holding back, that's your problem. He made a way. Not... If I keep pointing at you and looking at you, you're going to get offended because there's just a few... Just because you keep deciding to do it your way, don't blame God. Hey, did that make you feel better? How many of you have gone out of your way? Come on, we, listen, guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've gone completely out of my way so that I could do it my way. Yeah. They didn't get that. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Well, maybe you and I will just, we'll sit on the front row, just get our stuff done and over with. Maybe he's a little bit, little bit more lenient on the first ones. Because oh. <laughs> as he goes back, he's going to start seeing how much they lied, and it's probably going to irritate him they probably going to get more punishment than what they could have gotten if they would have sat on the front. Whoopsie. And he said, I know that you didn't do it the way I wanted you to do it to begin with. So I'm going to do it for you again. And here comes Jesus. He said, the first time, see, you didn't really understand how to do it. Because you didn't have nobody to do it for you and show you and teach you. But now, there he is. That one right there. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't good enough. He said, Hey, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Oh, y'all didn't get that story. I'm sorry. That was God speaking out of heaven when Jesus was baptized and He came back out of the water and the dove descended. Okay. I just got to get you all on the same page. I know we're everywhere this morning, but I'm telling you now, I don't even know that I've hit my notes yet. That 12 o'clock thing, Bubba, might go till 1.30. Let me help you with something. And he breathed, and now you have power. See, that was just the, that was your prequel. (laughs) Now let's do the main event. Where'd my glasses go, baby? It's bad when you can't see. I just, uh, I jotted just a couple of small notes. I'm going to touch on these. I'm not going to. Look. As a church, it's got to be more personal. As you have gone through your life, And you have been taught, you have been programmed, you've been deprogrammed, reprogrammed, rebooted, lost power, plugged back in, found Jesus, ran from him, caught back up with him again. I said, sorry about that, and you're walking along. All of that stuff that we've gone through in life. You know what it's caused us to be able to do inside of us. And we pay no attention to it whatsoever. We have realized and we figured out how to cope with things. Yes you have. The, fir- the first child, watch, watch this transition. The first child. It was hard to cope, right? Watch it, watch it, just say, hey, you, you pay attention. You watch this, because it's all on the same road. Man, it works out so beautifully with families. Watch this. With the first child, you find out how to cope. Although you want to conquer... You learn to cope. They're going to bear witness. Y'all pay attention. This family will bear witness, there's a bunch of them. (laughs) And more to come. So we've got one without. Don't have a clue. I don't understand how y'all deal with this. There ain't no way I would tolerate that. There ain't no way I would put up with that. Then you have one that's got one. I'm learning how to cope. I'm learning how to deal. I want to, well, I shouldn't use the word cope yet. I should use the word conquer because that's where you're at. I want to, I want to conquer certain things in raising a child. How do, how do we do this? How do we overcome that? How do we deal with, right? So we want to conquer, right? Well, now we've got two. Now we've figured out the first time, well, we wasn't able to conquer that one very well. Maybe we start to just give a little, take a little. The first one's always the heart. Y'all help me. Y'all be witnesses right now. And the things I'm worried about with the first, I don't worry about with the second. <laughs> and then after you get your third... You just cope with it all. You just go, all hey, right, baby girl. You got it, you go get it. Huh? Every everybody's alive? Y'all breathing, check it. Go get them, girl. Right? With the first one, they probably wouldn't like it probably wasn't like yet. That's right, the other one's not even. There's another. <laughs> I knew that. and she's trying to deal she's trying to figure out how to conquer everything else that they dealt with so that she can get her way she's going out of her way never mind (laughs) we've learned to cope over time and can I tell you that is probably please don't take this any I know how the enemy works. Don't don't take this at all. It is much easier to cope than it is to conquer. This is why we live our lives in bondage for the most part. Because some of us have a way of finding out how to cope with things that aren't necessarily exactly how we want them to be, Miss Linda. There's some things in life, and you're seasoned. You're, you're well seasoned. I knew how to do that, Charlie. I know what you words you use. But being well seasoned. And having gone and having experienced things in life that most haven't even come close to even seeing yet. You've learned how to cope with it even though it's not your dream. Even though it's not what you think God has given you. Even though you know for a fact it doesn't line up with the word of God in your life. You have still come to a place in your life that you're willing now to cope with it instead of conquering it. And you have no excuse. Ow, that's Because he came again. And give you power. misquoted more I didn't need your help I had the Holy Spirit he reminded me you sit over and mind your business am I doing this live I'm sorry we are more than conquerors see don't don't mishandle that word don't, don't think that for a second that I'm saying that we have to conquer our children. That's not what we have to conquer is the evil that was born in our child. Whoo! your kid didn't have to learn to lie to you. Amen. They figured that one out on their own. They said, mm, I got a spank in the last half. No, I didn't do that. Liar. We're to discipline our children, but don't break their spirit. I ain't got time. I can't go there. I just can't get into that. There's too much. We have to move from coping to conquering. I do not have. You better listen to me. I do not have to accept what this world intends on putting in my head as the truth. I will conquer a lie by the truth. If you're a man, say you're a man. I don't like a sissy-fied man. I I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. If you can't... If you can't win in the athletics department of your own, find something else to do. It sickens my stomach. To see a man set and destroy a woman in their field and boast on it. You're perverted. You're lost. Real close. You need Jesus. We have to learn to conquer. I'm not saying that in a hateful manner. I'm not saying that to hate somebody. I'm telling you I do not like the sin that is permeating every individual and that includes you, Christian. Our coping has to come to a halt. And if you don't know how to conquer be like David and call on God and ask him, do I attack them from the front? And he said, stand still. You'll hear the winds blow over the mulberry trees. And when it's there, then you go on either side. Strategic. Purposed. Timeful. You can't live this you can't live this life on your own. This, you can't live this life on your own. And I'm not here this morning to try to browbeat you and tell you that you've got to live better and that you have to do better. No, all you have to do is be. He said, be made whole. How you go be made? Somebody explain that to me. How do you be made whole? You just are or you aren't? You're relying upon you. You can't take you anywhere. It's not about what you do, it's about what he did. Christianity is so simple. Believing. It's that simple. We have a hard time. Because we want to believe. Because we hope that we don't really... I'm hoping... I'm hoping here's some most Christian. I, I hope there's really not a hell, but if there is, maybe I'll maybe he will save me. And that's how we live out our Christian life. We just we hope that one day that okay, I, he, there it really is a Jesus, and he really he really died for me, and he'll really save me, and I get to go to heaven, and I won't have to burn in hell. But you don't believe it enough to change. Well, isn't that all the way back to doing? No. That's back to submitting. Now you got to go there? Yep, I do. I ain't found Burger King up in here. Nowhere. (laughs) You can't have it your way. If you're not willing to submit... I'm not trying to be mean. The Holy Spirit speaks to you for a reason. He's not wasting his breath. He's telling you something for purpose. So that thy kingdom come. (laughs) Thy will be done. In my life. As it is in heaven. How does that happen? By seeking him first. Man, I've learned, I'm, I'm learning this every day. The more that I am willing to submit myself. And the more that I'm willing to actually go after him. He's doing this in my ignorance, Charlie. See, we think we have to be put together and refined. You just have to be who he called you to be. Just because you come to church don't mean you got to wear a suit now. If you were comfortable in blue jean shorts and shirt or dress shorts, sorry, excuse me. Do you think I really care how you now? Love is appropriate. <laughs> love knows how to appropriate itself. So if you love God and you love people the way you say, not lust people, if you love people the way you say you love people, you will dress appropriately. Does that mean shirts down to my wrist? And No. I just don't want the hickey hanging out when you go to the altar to pray for somebody. Keep that stuff in silence at your own home. If you want to do that, you can do it at home all day long. I can't nobody say nothing at your house. See, y'all? See how you are? See how Christian people are? The Bible called you stiff-necked brood vipers. The intention of his breath was to bring forth life. Hmm. The The ruach is not merely, it's not merely the wind of God blowing. Listen to this. But rather the personal, creative, and very active presence of God. The personal uh, we're almost done. Another hour. The personal. He chose you. You didn't choose. Come on, follow me in the, follow me through the word. You're now adopted into the beloved. I chose you. You didn't choose me. See? It's personal. He had everything under the sun on the face of the earth that was a living being that he could have chose to blow into the nostril, but yet he chose you. It's personal. It was creative. Because he said, out of something that did not exist, let there be. And there was. It's his moving presence. It's the matter of fact that you don't walk alone. That he leads you. Besides still waters. It's in his presence that there is fullness of joy. Oh, if you wrote these down, you'll find them in the Bible. It's all scripture. I'm not trying to give you my theology. I'm giving you God's word in your life. But it's his presence that will. Moses, Joshua said, if you don't go. Go with us, I ain't going. If you'll go with us like you did with Moses, we go. But if you don't go, I ain't going. Boy, okay, here's the challenge for this week. Let's see how many people we can mess up with this one. Before you walk out the house to do anything this week, I want you to go. God, if you don't go with me, I ain't going. And see where you shouldn't be going. And doing what you should be doing. Come on. I know it stings. Y'all want me to break it down? It's getting Never mind. Stop. See, this is what happens in church. Not everybody's been saved all their life. Don't waste your breath. See, I told you all of that stuff in the prequel just to give you this little bit so that I can let you go. Nowhere in Scripture do we find God wasting his breath. Nowhere in Scripture did he ever say to do That it didn't come to pass. And he had some hard-headed fools. That he had to deal with. But every time he spoke. It happened. Don't waste your breath. Pay attention to what you're saying. That's causing your world to turn upside down. Because not everything is going to work out perfectly. Why? Because we're involved. It's not because... See, we have this thing, man. We want to blame God for everything. Well, he didn't give it to me, and I... Well, I guess that's what it's meant. Well, if it's meant to be, he'll what are you listening to what you're saying he's already done everything for you stop being so dad burned lazy sitting back on your hindquarters waiting on god to deliver something into your life get up couple scripture? Are y'all okay if I give you a couple scripture? <laughs> well we talked about Proverbs we talked about Proverbs with the death and the life and the power of the tongue Proverbs thirteen three says whoever guards his mouth preserves his life <whistles> Boy, if that don't say it all in a nutshell Watch how this is going to sting. <laughs> One of you said something you ain't supposed to say yesterday, this morning maybe, maybe, maybe this morning. He said, probably this morning, <laughs> we'll let y'all work that out. <laughs> Have you ever said something that you regretted saying? Oh yeah. Have you ever said something that caused something in your life to go the opposite way of what you intended? Boy, I think I've done that this week. I don't know if it's going to turn around. I feel like change (laughs) is coming on. (laughs) I just have to start believing that tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. Always be gracious. Let your seat, let, let your speech be seasoned with salt. That's Colossians. Colossians four chapter or chapter four verse six. Psalms thirty four thirteen. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. This is scripture. This isn't something we just writing down. That was Psalms 3413. Was that the right one you wanted? This wasn't how it was supposed to go. Did you take that off? Boys, you ever beat yourself up? Because what you're doing you know you shouldn't be doing <laughs> hey Paul, good morning. Glad you're here. I find myself doing things that I shouldn't be doing and not doing the things that I should be doing y'all y'all know when Paul said, "I don't know why I think i'm any I'm that unique. <laughs> He's already been there done that. He's probably got a trunk full of t-shirts but I find myself beating me up. And when I, when I get into a place of beating myself up, it goes much deeper than most people. And, and, and the reason I say that is because sometimes I let the enemy get a grip and remind me of a sin nature that I was once bound to. I know y'all don't, y'all got this game down and I'm, I'm much appreciative. I wish y'all would write a book together so that I could learn even more. And it's not so much that he just says stuff like that and brings things up, but I begin to live them because I begin thinking inside of me. God, maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe I wasn't called. Maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe I'll never get to a place that I deserve it. I know y'all don't struggle with that, but I struggle with that. Because, see, y'all put me somewhere that I don't want you putting me, and every time I stump my toe, I see your faces, and I'm going, crap, man. Have they seen that? Did I say that? Get over it. Stop being so tight. Um, But I see y'all's faces, and I go, the easiest way to witness to somebody is them see you go through it. So when you see me struggle and you see me go through it, oh, look, I might might not come in here Wednesday with a smile. Ain't no different than you this morning. Smile. (laughs) Miss Linda, would you tell them that laughter is like medicine to the bones? It's good for you to smile. But it's hard to smile all the time. But the things that I struggle with internally, I have to be reminded. I'll never be perfect until that day. And see, I've got to stop relying on me to make me better. I just didn't give you passages. Give me a permission slip. I can go be a drunkard, a whoremonger, a homosexual. I know you can't. You can't go do that. You can You shouldn't. If you love God the way that you love God, the way that you say, the way that you portray That you love God. There's things in your life that you. You just won't. I cussed one time. After I got saved. Probably a couple times. But man when I did. It was like grit in my mouth. It didn't even. It didn't taste right. It just didn't taste right. I went. Sorry, I was just mad. But that didn't taste good. So I refrained from that, which is, see, y'all want to talk about being hard? That was hard for me. I was a sailor. All of my descriptive words were those of the unpleasantries. Tommy, you say I could write a book and use nothing but cuss words and make it sound right. probably could have <laughs> but see we've been empowered to not be bound to those things we've been empowered not to be bound to sin i don't have to be a slave to sin i don't have to be i don't have to be bound to sickness See, aren't you glad that you don't have to be bound to sickness? See, you gonna have to you. Some of you sitting in here going, "Well, you, I don't know what you call this i I don't know either, but I ain't bound to it. It ain't mine. It can't stay. I don't care if I do get a cold." It can't, gotta go. Oh, it might inconvenience me for a moment or three. But you gotta go. You're not bound to that, do you? Do you not understand? Don't waste your breath and go, oh. I don't feel. Speak to that thing and tell it it's got to go. You, I don't know how else to explain that. You're going to live by the words you speak. Matter of fact, the end of that verse says that you'll live by its fruits, life and death of the power of the tongue. Y'all remember that? I don't want to misquote it, but I know there was something in there about living by its fruits. Proverbs 18:21. Somebody go, "Go, fast." y'all don't even read proverbs. I'll just read this and we're quitting. Y'all know I get three landings. 183. Oh. It is. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. What fruits? Did y'all figure that out? What what what's the fruits of the tongue? Life and death. And if you love it, you're going to eat of its fruits. Well, you love your tongue so much. Some of you just won't even be quiet. So what are you going to speak? Life or death? This is the prayer I want you to pray and then we're done. Psalms. 141, verse 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep watch over the doors of my lips. When somebody wants to, or somebody does make you mad that you want to cuss them, just don't. Somebody make you mad or you want to speak bad of them, just don't. Make sure you wash your mind too. Because you don't always have to say something to be convicted of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can think about it and the Holy Spirit come Mm a-knocking. He gets up off the couch from asleep and goes, hey, I wouldn't do that probably. We'll go back and take a nap. Don't waste your breath. Find a way in your life. To change things in your life. Start with this first. See they recognized Peter. By his speech. You Remember that. I mean he was sitting out by the fire. He looked like everybody else. It wasn't his appearance that put him off. They heard him speak wait a minute, you know Jesus. Boy, wouldn't that be embarrassing? you talking to somebody and you're laughing at the dirty jokes and then you say something that's scriptural and they go, are you a Christian? <whistles> Boy, there's a setback. Not by their definition. By the true definition. By Facebook, by YouTube, by whoever else it's on. Is this my... I need one white sweat. If I wipe it this morning, it's going to have white things all over my head because I didn't shave my head. I'm going to let my hair grow again. You know, I'm going to be like Samson. They said that strength. I don't see, you know, I'm just talking and see if he make me like, and let my hair yeah. and get all right. To do away with the dad bod and get the man bod. But that comes with hair that's going to be long. Dennis, does it work? (laughs) He's laughing. Does it work? Long hair, Mickey. Y'all okay? Did you get something out of it? May my hope for you is that you're strengthened in the Lord every day. That's my hope. Because I find it so hard. I find it so hard when I'm tired and when I'm weak. I find it so hard. And then I have to remember scriptures. Those that wait upon. For the Lord is my strength. Far from perfect. God knows I'm far from perfect. But I'm learning along the way to speak over my life and my circumstances as He would have me speak over them and not allow people to destroy who he wants me to be or who he wants me to become it's not easy but it's been made available would you believe that it's been made available for you there is nothing that you will ever face in this world that matches to the glory that you gain When you go meet the Father, Mm. nothing. He said it's the light stuff. Man, this, if this is, that's how you ought to face life. Boy, if that's all you got, you ever been in one of them fights like, yeah? (laughs) You fight, I mean, you took him out like, and he was, boom, just dropped. And you go, boy, if that's all you got, you better stay, don't get up. Said that a couple times. Right? Just a, just a couple, Ba-da! just just two quick ones. That's the way you ought to do life. You ain't got to exert all your energy, do you? You just it's just nice and calm, reserved, well maintained. But, and it's done. If that's all you got, move. I got stuff to do. Come on now. I ain't been the only one got in a fight and didn't have to break sweat. I've had to fight some, with it <sighs> barely come out of. I had to wait thirty minutes after everybody else was gone for me to come out of it. But <laughs> scars didn't come from falling out of high chairs. <laughs> Y'all good, man. If you love the Lord, seek Him, go after Him. We we've got to go. We've got to move beyond a relevant church. I don't want to be relevant. I don't want to speak relevant. I want to speak revival. I want you to live again. For the love of Peter, James, and John, would you find it in yourself to live again? Stop being defeated. Stop having the world put its weight on you. Stand in the strength of the Lord. Man, if you think you got it bad, talk to a couple people in here. They might tell you, "Well, see, I don't want them to." If you think you got a bad, go to the Lord. Don't be talking to somebody else about their problem. <laughs> Y'all mad at me? Mm-hmm. Let's stand. I won't get in trouble today because Lisa's not in here. I they didn't get my praise and worship. I'm Miss Linda. This is what I'm doing. I'm training people in the Lord. We don't come to church to praise and worship. That goes against everything we've ever been taught doing it. Do you know what you come to church for? You come to church to be taught. You come to church to be taught on how to do the things of the gospel. We've, we've missed it. See, now we come to church, we want to be ministered to by song and performance. Because that's what it's gone to. I have nothing against praise and worship. I love praise and worship. I love, boy, don't, I love a good praise and worship. But if that's what we intend on doing, and if that's what church has to be surrounded around, and if one of y'all go out and tell my sister that I'm saying this and it was because of her, I'm going to knock you out. I'm not going out. I'm just telling you, see, I can't even talk. I'm going to have to, let me go stand by the door because I'm going to have to leave first. Everything they're telling you is a lie. But unfortunately, that's what churches has, has has come to. I, I, I was sitting at her at her at her home one day, and I, I was on the computer, and I was watching somebody that I I reverend, um, and I looked up to a lot, I honored a lot, and I was sitting looking and at his church. They were building. A stage. They were, okay, they were building a new stage. Well, on this new stage, I started watching this stage and seeing when it was completed. And the stage had moved from a stage. This is what the Holy Spirit put on me. You take it and eat on it how you want to. But He said when the stage... Becomes a platform. We've reduced the altars. We're restricting God. Because we're coming to be ministered to. And it was the only reason to make him the stage bigger. So we could have more instruments. And have more singers. And. That's what I refuse to get on a. I don't care how far this church goes. I'll never preach from a platform, ever. I don't need to be above you. If I can't be in the same field with you, but that convicted me. Remember when we first came and had, the first thing we done was took out a couple rows up front. I said, I don't care where you take chairs. Take them somewhere. The altar needs to be bigger. God's got to have a place to move with people. But don't don't get hung up on what you know about church and how you think church should be. Because all of y'all come from different cuts of the cloth. Y'all have gone to some church, and I can almost pick you out some of you come from some churches where you couldn't even go hiccup right? I mean, you, you couldn't move, you could I mean, that's not here. Man, when, when God ministers to your heart, the Holy Spirit convicts you so, a minute. Bring it in. Let him know that you believe him and that you're allowing it to be so in your life. Stop being rejected. Just I know it's hard. Some people don't even want to raise their hands and that's that's up to you. But I will tell you there's a wave offering.